Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim, and today we are going to be discussing Iron Widow. And first, full disclaimer, one, we are going to do our best to pronounce these names. However, we are going to butcher it, and we do apologize now, but please know we are trying to do the best we can. And two, uh, please be advised that there are going to be some tough conversations in this episode because this book covers a lot of tough topics. Um, so listener discretion is advised, uh, parental guidance for anyone under the age of, I would say, 13 to 16, um, just so you're aware if you have been listening. Otherwise, this book is by Sharon J. Zhao, and was published in 2021 by Penguin Team Canada. They are a Chinese-born Canadian author who uses the they-them pronouns, and that is their preference. And then Iron Widow is inspired by the real-life Chinese empress Wu. The plot is Zhu Tian decides to avenge Big Sister's death by becoming a concubine for the mecha pilot who killed her. In doing so, she becomes an Iron Widow, one of the few women capable of matching and overpowering her male pilot. As punishment, she is partnered with Li Shimin, the strongest pilot who also murdered his entire family. Um, so also, just so you're aware, we are all a bit tired. Sarah and I just got back from the Star Wars convention. So if we are a bit out of it, that is why. Um, this is coming a couple of weeks after, but we had fun. Right, Sarah? Yep. <laughs> and that's all Sarah wants to say on that. So, Kim, what did you think of this book? I really liked it. You did? Yeah, it was a good read. Good, good. This wasn't one that we had originally planned. I kind of threw it at us very last minute. Plus, as you read it, loved it, wanted to read it again, and insisted that we read it. Well, and I thought it was very topical to everything going on in the United States right now in terms of women's autonomy. Yeah. Because um, you have to understand, when I read it the first time just a few weeks ago, it was right when the leak happened about Roe versus Wade. So it just, it was very topical. Uh, what about you, Sarah? Did you like it? Yeah. <laughs> you can give me more than that? Yeah, I, I liked it. I got an I liked it. Um, that's it? That's all you got for me? <sighs> I mean, I did like it better than I expected. Okay. Into it, I did not really think that I was going to enjoy it. But it surprised me pleasantly, I guess. You sound so miserable about the fact that it surprised you. Like you wish. I think she it. sounds more miserable about the fact that we're recording this right now. No, <laughs> I, don't I don't know how much I have to say about this book, honestly. Um, but well, what did you think of the mecha suits? Because I know you were like, "Oh, it's just Pacific Rim." Yeah, and honestly, I had seen this book too. I'd read the summary for it before you had read it. Um, I saw it a ways back. And that was one of the things that immediately turned me off to it, is it sounded like it was just straight up Pacific Rim. Mm -hmm. So did it feel like reading it that it was straight up Pacific Rim? Having only seen the movie once, um, and it was a while back. That's like, more than me. <laughs> I, I still see some similarities, but definitely it's its own thing. Oh, okay. It, it is... It actually reminds me more of a, I'm not going to remember what the name of the anime is. It's like, um, I think it's Ari Darling. Um, you are now, uh, yeah, Darling in the, the, uh, 
frantic sense, but I think it's supposed to be frank. Um, it very much reminds me of that, but in that, the female pilots are in control and the male pilots partner up with them um, to assist, not the other way around, if I remember correctly, because it's been a little while since I've watched it. So wait, have you not seen Pacific Rim? I've not seen Pacific Rim, no. Oh, okay. So I, I can't compare it. I think you've seen Pacific Rim. Yeah. Did it feel strongly like Pacific Rim to you or no? I wouldn't say strongly. I There were definite moments, but it had um, strong Chinese, I don't know what word I want to say. Um, Influence? Yeah, which, you know, obviously it should. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so, <how> it? <laughs> yeah, but I was able to let, let that just kind of slide, whatever. They, they, it was a means to... Meaning how similar the Pacific to yeah, Pacific yeah. was? Okay, I just wanted to clarify, not the Chinese aspect Oh, no, 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 no. Who is letting let the Chinese stuff slide? slide. <laughs> I know, that's what I was like, okay. no, I want to make sure that he said no. that. Well, no, meant I meant the similarities, because it, it was, I mean, I don't know, it, it had... Godzilla vibes to it mm-hmm. and it had you know not not that specific you know that yeah. wasn't real specific but just just these huge bad guys stomping through the world and, and destroying all around it and, and whatnot but I'm now thinking Godzilla is actually Japanese it is yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of you know a theme I guess yeah yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely that sense of a larger than life threat. Although I don't think I, you know, I honestly thinking about the um, Hunden, I didn't necessarily view them as giant creatures. I know, I know the mecha suits were giant, but what they were fighting, I I don't know that I always visualized them the as being chrysalis. Massive. The chrysalises were of varying sizes. Okay, yeah. So th- there were small enough in to run through the forest. Yeah. Um, and then there were some that were big enough that they were leaving foot I know. implants <laughs> throughout the forest. So I know. I, I just hadn't... I don't know. I guess now that I'm visualizing, I'm like almost visualizing dinosaurs. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean... So. Except for they were, they were Chinese mythological yes. creatures. But they, well, were, they were created based on the individual's Yes, those aren't the those are the the mecha suits that you're talking about. They're not. Those are chrysalises. I, this term mecha suits is not said once in this entire thing. I made a positive. Yeah, I, the giant transforming mechas that humanity relies on to battle the massive aliens. I'm sure, that's the only time mechas is mentioned. Oh yeah, yeah, they're a chrysalis. It's a living thing they, that they then go into and pilot, but they. They control its shape. Yes, yes, but they being the the human pilots, not the the Hunden. The Hunden are the the original like evolution of the species. I don't know how else to refer to it as that. That's the native aliens to the planet that they're fighting. Yeah, yeah. What are we arguing? I'm not arguing about anything. I'm not sure what what what. I was just clarifying what you were talking about. That you were talking about. The transformation is the mecha suits or the chrysalis is not the hunden. Yeah, you say mecha suits one more time, I might smack you. And literally, I didn't read your little prologue there that's on your on I your thing. In the beginning, she refers to them as, or they refer to them as mecha suits. I, okay. Early I, on, I, but they did. I 
because they were called chrysalises, I found that to be very cool. Yeah. Well, because it's, it's a transformation. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's they the transform artist. as they, as they progress. Yeah. And I, I saw it as they, they harvest the chrysalises, so the leftover parts of the hunden. They send it up to what they thought were the gods or whatever. Um, and then they bring it back down as modified with human technology to be mecha suits, but that they continue to transform. Holy Christ, where did you get that out of all of that book? I mean, I know that there were things going up to the whatever, whoever was in the sky, um, and that they were, they had to leave homage to them. Um, yeah, because it was controlled who could actually make the chrysalises into the, the suits. Just having a chrysalis didn't necessarily transform it into a viable, usable technology. Okay. Otherwise, everyone would be just running around collecting chrysalises in order to have their own suits. It was their way of controlling okay. the technology. Well, I, I didn't think it, it was addressed to that extent. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I, in fact, I was going to say that was one of the things I liked about it is that was that part was so thought out. The explanation as to why anyone couldn't just go become in possession of these things. Well, it could be that I missed it. I read this book in three different ways because yeah. of trying to um tackle your week <laughs> well no no tackle the book mm -hmm. because um not a lot of defining of things mm -hmm. and so i started out by listening to it and it was going and, and i was listening to it regular speed yeah. just to be clear and i most of it was going over over my head i just <laughs> wasn't following because the names and the and not even the names of people, but the names of things. And it was just, and it was going very fast. Mm -hmm. Then I tried to switch to reading it, but the names weren't translating to what I had been hearing, hearing before. So I lost the grasp of what was happening in the beginning. Yeah. Then I switched to listening to it and reading it at the same time. And that was the best way for me to read this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'll say, I had the benefit of, I, I read it first and then I was reading and listening to it. I didn't actually have a chance to finish listening to it um, because we were busy this weekend, uh, but I'd only read it a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's definitely one that I recommend either reading and listening or reading then listening. Um, just because in the audiobook, the author does not hedge away from using Chinese terms, yeah. names, and, and the narrator does a wonderful job of saying them. Yeah. Um, wonderful wonderful job and so I, I kind of appreciated the fact that we just had to dive in dive in and absorb and there's probably things that even having listened to it read it and then listened to it 1.5 times now um that i'll continue to read it and gather more information and gather more details and realize how much foreshadowing is there and stuff i would have appreciated more time on this one we we did this one in a week we did yeah but and i would have i would have because i went through probably three quarters of it at one and a half speed last last yesterday <laughs> um, yeah. yeah when you said you're only 20 percent of the way through yeah yesterday oh. yesterday yeah. but i yeah. finished it well before midnight last night yeah i, I at one and a half speed um i did i i i had a kind of a oh moment because uh, we have a, you have a cousin, I have a niece who um, has a learning disability and all of her studies were done 
reading and listening. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do they not have everyone doing this? This, this, hearing it and reading it at the same time was oh, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I was the, the end of the book, I get grasped perfectly. Yeah. The beginning, which no I think idea. is is describing. I think probably character <laughs> very early on describes and gives the back history. Okay. Um, and I, I and I probably just. Sarah might disagree with me. The other thing I'll say is this author did a really good job of not just plunking down tons of exposition every which way. It was just kind of stated and then moved on and then restated and moved on. Did you feel that way, Sarah? Um, Compared to the book that I read previously where it was just garbage. um, I'm not going to say the title of that book. It's not one that we've done. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was like... Wow, no, it was Malice was that bad for you? Oh, that was that our last one? No, no, yeah. not no. Malice. It was a completely different book that. Oh, I know which one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not super stoked that I read it. I don't want to regret reading it, but it wasn't good. Um, but no, I I think that this one was actually the narrative was pretty seamless in that regard. Okay. Um, you never felt like you were getting an info dump. It was just which well is one of your it. biggest pet peeves. It is. And I mean, I know it's not always easy to incorporate. Sorry, that's my shit on the ground. Um, I, know. <laughs> I know. It's not always easy to incorporate world building in a way that flows well with the actual story progression. Mm-hmm. But I do think this one... Particularly in science fiction, well. I feel like. Fantasy and science fiction both have a risk of, if you're not drawing clear, like, established background re-into it... That it can run the risk of right. well, going like Dune, where it's just lots and lots. Okay, and we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna shit on Dune. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I would say that they, the writer, has um, clearly studied classic science fiction mm-hmm. in that they didn't spend a lot of time physically will will world building. They just mm-hmm. let the world build as it went. Yeah, you experience it as the story. But the big twist at the end, wonderfully done, because you assume through the entire book that we're talking about China. Yeah, or Chinese influence. Because I think they did. They do it towards the beginning, which again, you probably missed it. They do say we're on an, on another planet. They're not on Really? Earth. It says yeah. about humanity being scattered. Not necessarily that yeah. this planet was not earth yeah but i did get the assumption that it was not earth but then it was never touched on again so i was like maybe this oh, is see, supposed to be earth I, I apparently i need to go through this again and, and read and listen to <laughs> the beginning I, I didn't i know you mentioned the part about the yeah. gods building chrysalises i yeah. don't really remember that yeah um, they, they yeah they, it was towards the beginning they she makes a comment how um the main she being the main character makes a comment about how um some of the chrysalises they like to have the bigger sized Hundins, so the emperor, whatever I, mean, I can't remember the have different they levels. Gotten emperor before though, or were these like? No, no, no. That's why I said the other ones. I can't remember what levels they were. Um, the slightly lower ones. The emperor was towards the end yeah, one. Yeah, Duke and Earl, and then or Duke and Earl. Thank you, Prince. Um, so the Prince almost. I think so. So they they aimed to have the Hunden at the higher levels. Um, they when they killed them, they needed to keep them as intact as possible and the main character makes some comment about how they send offerings up um yeah i just thought that was like random bits of technology though not like the whole chrysalis yeah from what the the way i took it at the very least was they send they do offerings up to the chrysalises there is then a team 
who honestly, I assume it's not explicitly stated at this point, but there's some sort of mothership up above um, in space. Who... Well, see, that's the one thing I got as as a definitive in the yeah. story, and you you just said that it, it wasn't explicitly said. I couldn't remember if it was explicitly said at the very end or not. Um, or if I had, because I haven't had the chance to reread the ending. Yeah. Um, no, I'm pretty sure it came out. Yeah. That s- they're, they're up there. Yeah, and so I think what it is is the crystals well, get... Yeah. Yeah. Get get sent up and processed, and then when certain suits come back down to be used for more forming, um, and others don't. So, are you hot? I'm hot. Okay. Um, we have the wonderful composition of Sarah, who's freezing, and me, who is <laughs> roasting. So, um, so yeah, that's that's. I can't remember where I was going with that because I got distracted by the Kindle waving. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Um, but I liked that. And I, I still got to the end and when she basically made that proclamation that they were actually the invading species, mm-hmm. I thought the first time reading it, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's a good twist. Mostly because there had been moments that hinted at it. And particularly once they're going out to the volcano area and they're meeting these random people and stuff, I was like, oh God, we, we the, the, the And people. how they take better care of the planet. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh God, this might be a like colonizer kind of situation. And, and that it was, I was like, oh my God, what is going to happen in the next? And how they feel sad when they kill Yeah. Them. Oh yeah. Well, and the fact that she was picking up on the emotional vibes whenever she was, cause she couldn't. Towards the beginning, she kept um, feeling still certain emotions and she couldn't pinpoint them. And to realize that was the hung din that yeah. she was feeling, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty fucked up. I mean, you know, you kill the natives, take over their corpses, and then continue killing them. Yeah, using mm-hmm. their corpses. No, it's it's pretty good. So what did you guys think of the main character then? Um, a minute, give me just a second because I can't remember how I pronounced it. Um, can I go to my pronunciation guide? Uh, Zutian. I think it's Zutian Wu, if I remember correctly. I I liked her. Okay. Um, she was she was intense. She was not going to take shit from anybody. I loved how pragmatic she was. Yeah. Even yeah. like even with the romance aspect and all of this, it was like just pragmatic, you know. <laughs> um I loved the the take in hmm, bad phrasing, um, the fact that they actually bound her feet, and made that a part of the story, and and um, not. I'm too tired to have this conversation. Um, it, I, I like that they, that that the writer put it into the story, and that they were addressing something. The recognition of from, what it truly did. Right, and her point of view, not not trying to educate Mm-mm. the white reader coming in. Yeah. Um, just saying, this is what was done. This is why it was done. I liked the actual, in fact, I, it's one of the things I highlighted in there, was the mother and the grandmother's perspective as to why they did it. Yeah. Um, but the author's absolutely addressing this is a horrible thing to do we yeah. shouldn't do it and and the things that it was when it was done to people it was um completely debilitating to their lives well you essentially you were hobbling them yeah they couldn't walk 
how do you, how do you make sure a woman has to rely on you? Mm-hmm. She can't run away if she can't run. Yeah. Which is awful. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I liked how it was used in this and I liked how it was used as a weakness for the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, and it explained her need to then need assistance from the other two male characters. Yep. Um, but it was never treated as they had to give her that assistance. I always felt like it was something they merely chose to do and she allowed them to carry her and rely on that when she needed to. Yeah. Which I liked. Um, I also liked the polyamory. I did too. I thought that was, and it wasn't like we didn't have to have some weird long discussion about how it works or doesn't work. It was, and that's why I was saying she's so pragmatic. It was, if you guys feel that way, and I feel this way. Right, but but it wasn't, it was outside the norm. It wasn't a normal thing. These three were choosing to do this because it was right for them. Yeah. And um, so when you say pragmatic, it's, yeah. that's I think that's what you mean. And and I agree. I like that. Yeah. Um, what about you, Sarah? What did you think of polyamory? It's fine. <laughs> you just want to go home, don't you? Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess it was well done. Okay. Did you uh, have issue with it? Or were you not expecting it? No, I think I was expecting it. I think I've seen on Goodreads that it was... Or um, in a review or something like that, it was mentioned, so I knew it was coming. Um, it was also heavily implied, like throughout the book. Um, <laughs> and thank God it wasn't like a love triangle because that would have been just oh, God, I hate love triangles. Um, <laughs> I well, up until the very end, though, I was thinking like if someone came to this hoping for polyamory. They might be annoyed by the fact that she kind of kills off one of the dudes like almost immediately. Um, yeah, but she she they sorry flat out lay out the line when he sacrifices himself. He says this was inevitable. You are the Iron Widow, and up until then there had not been an actual union. So yeah. even though she was called Iron Widow through this entire book, she really wasn't a widow at this point. Until he sacrificed himself. Yeah. So, well, and then we and get to the end where the... I, I was going to say, I don't think he's dead yet, so... No, I know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Up until that point, but I, yeah. you know, like, yeah. when I was reading it, I got, like, where he died, and I was like, okay, so you get, like, polyamory, but, like... Let's tell the pilot. Like, yeah. paragraph, so, yeah. like, does it really count if they're just turning it into a duo then? Um, but then, yeah, then he's actually alive. Preserved. Yeah. Like, half of a body in a tube. Um... But I assume that their technology is good enough that they could restore him to life. Yeah, or put him in some sort of a suit. Yeah, just like make him an android or something. But um, spirit armor, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say the emperor. Yeah, fixed his face with the spirit armor. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. That's my thoughts. Okay. So did you guys like Lee? Which one was Lee? The one iron demon. The iron demon. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did too. I, I like the fact that we're starting off the date by telling the worst of him, and then it slowly reveals that what is perceived as this horrific thing that he's done was actually done with the best of intentions, and then because he couldn't handle the ramifications of the memory gaining he was getting, mm-hmm. but still needing to survive. Like yeah. that, that fight of her, particularly when she's like, "You, you could have killed yourself." 
Well, I like the fact that not that I didn't like the, this. I I liked it in the story. Um, he was an exceedingly moral person, and the only way they could force him to do what they needed him to do because he was so good at it mm-hmm. was to become, make him addicted mm-hmm. to alcohol um, because they realized his morality wouldn't allow him because he could feel the hundoons yeah. that he was killing and he didn't like it. Yeah. He didn't, he could feel the women that he was killing and he didn't like it. And so he was refusing to do it. So the only way to, to, oh, when I found to out that bypass they, that morality, the addiction in yeah. him, I was so mad. Yeah, well, because for so long you could go, okay, well, I could understand why he, you know, he turned alcohol and, yeah. and, and all of that. And then it's like, oh, no, he didn't. His morality was was so high yeah. that he didn't. They... Yeah, I feel like you go through the same thing as the main character mm-hmm. for thoughts towards him. Like, yeah, yeah. the exact same reaction. Yeah. Because at first I was like, oh, there's just some drunk guy. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> He's actually a very tragic character. Yes. yes. Very tragic character. Very. I. He was actually my my favorite of the three. Yeah. I, I liked. I think I liked him and Zutian equally, I think. But for very, very opposite reasons. Because they're. He's. Lee is almost a almost uh, more feminized man than we normally would see in terms of his concerns and his treatment and his tenderness when he's allowed to naturally be himself. Um, while as Zutian kind of fights against the whole femininity concept, you know, wanting not to pluck her eyebrows at first, you know, envious of people's feet because she just wants to be able to move and stomp and, and, and run. run and, yeah. and, um, and so I actually kind of like the fact that we get that um, yin-yang kind of Talking about the shift. feet and, and the and stomp, you said. Mm-hmm. I loved it when... Um, she was sitting in, um, and somebody approached her Mm -hmm. and in her experience, all the women walked a certain way. So when somebody was approaching her, she assumed it was a man Mm -hmm. and then it turned out to be a woman. And yeah, I think it was like in the showers. Yeah. 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 And, and I I thought that was such a cool little writing, but this, this writer has, uh, she's, she's fantastic. They are fantastic. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was doing so well. You were. <laughs> um, they are fantastic at a turn of phrase. Um, you know, I've talked in the past about Neil Gaiman and his in his absolute ability to to do um, what is it similes? Is it similes? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, like as. <laughs> yeah, but he does it because he makes it very basic. She makes it extravagant and just lets it go forward. <laughs> you just keep going. I couldn't get one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, yeah. She, yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. No. Just Sarah is, is just a combination of tired and restless. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, no, cool. I, I liked that part, too. I, I noticed that. I, I Honestly, this is an author that is an instant buy for me at this point. I haven't had the chance to buy their middle middle grade book. It's not a grade I normally read, but I'm very much considering it because I am highly impressed. I'm hearing wonderful things. I would like to read it and see about giving it to Rex. Yeah. Because I think this is is right up his alley of... Yeah, in terms of this author's style. Yeah. 
No, this author is astounding. I, I, and she's young. My God, he, they, they. God, they are young. They're only twenty four. Yeah, Damn. yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It is impressive. Um, and then what do you guys think of Iju? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Iju. Um, as a character, did you guys like Iju? Yeah. Didn't leave much of an impression on you, quite frankly. <laughs> okay. No, I thought he was cool. Um, I liked the fact that he wasn't willing to take no for an answer on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, that he was within society so privileged that he just knew whatever he wanted to do, he was going to do and he was going to keep doing it. And um, to even to the point where he shows up the, at, at the training center. Yeah. Um, in order to, um, follow her. Yeah. Follow her and, yeah. and make sure that she, my pronouns are now just, just exploding in my brain. Yeah. Um, cause you're struggling between, you don't want to try and say the names. Yeah. But you're trying to keep your pronouns straight, but then you're fearing you're using the wrong pronoun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. I gotcha. Um, yeah. And, and I liked the fact that for, I would say probably almost half the book were presented with, um, Iju being this soft, privileged, you know, male character. And then I can't remember the exact moment, but there's a point where he has to, I think, strip off his shirt and she discovers he has the tattoos all over him. Um, and yeah, I think that's when she's like making out with him because she yeah. wants to, yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, no, you need to not look there. And yeah. She's like, well, if we're going to go forward with this, I got to look there. Yeah. Um, so discovering that he actually, unseen, has the tattoos, I... I want more explanation on the on the tattoos because the the implication is there's a story there. Yeah, there's there's a reason why. Well, it gave me, and I know this is Japanese, and I don't know if there's a yeah, it gave me very yakuza vibes to it because it was kind of indicated that his father's a crime lord. Yeah, that uses media to hide his activities. Um, so I very instantly, again, I don't know if there's a yakuza equivalent in China. Um, when it comes to the tattoos, but it definitely gave me that vibe. And I was instantly like, oh, this is not, he's not exactly what we expect. I also found it very interesting when he um, runs out in the storm and touches the the vermilion bird. And the reaction that that causes in the vermilion bird with the two of them. Um, Because it makes me wonder, okay... Well, maybe there's supposed to be another way that humans are supposed to be interacting with the um, wounded. Well, and I think it's it's probably addressing um, the non-Western idea of the third gender. Yeah. Um, and I and and that's the impression I got that the tattoos are kind of implying. Mm-hmm. I got the impression that the father was implying that that his his child was. A third gendered, um, yeah. it, it, not explicit, but I think it's meant to become later. Yeah. I think this story was supposed to be more of. Um, now I have to say names, and I'm not gonna. Which one? Lee, and the main, Yeah, their um, their their story. Yeah. And then bringing him in, and he's part of that. But I I think he is meant to be third gendered, yeah. but I don't know. Or at least to break, uh, well, I think all of the the main characters break the perception of what is feminine and what is masculine. Yeah. I think that's the entire Well, and the, the whole, the, 
and and I say yin and yang because I'm yeah. I'm and I know it's not yang it's um, a young yin yeah, yeah yin and yang. yang. Um, I even think it's yin and yang. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think I, I don't know. This was such a cool complex story in terms of the layering to society, the layering to the science, the characters, the consequences. Um, it just. Well, it made me want to, and I won't because I don't have time because I now endlessly read, um, study Empress Wu. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, which I think I have actually pulled up a little bit because I know, because I was like, well, I was doing the write-up from the very beginning, um, which is Wu Zutian is the name of that Empress, um, is those two together. Okay. And, uh... It was part of the Tang Dynasty. Um, it was de facto ruler of the dynasty as Empress Consort with her husband and then Empress Dowager through her sons um, when they were emperors. And then became the Empress uh, Regent um, after her sons because her sons ruled from 665 to 690 and then she ruled from 690 to 705. Um, she's the only legitimate female sovereign in the history of China. Under her 40-year reign, China grew larger, corruption in the court was reduced, its cultures and economy were vitalized, and it was recognized as one of the great powers of the world. Um, and, yeah, it's just, like, super, super cool and complicated, and um, she did start out as a concubine for a, a particular emperor and then married his successor, his son, um... And so, yeah, very, very complicated. But I got the impression that a lot of characters had certain... Because at the very beginning, it's like, unequivocally states, this is drawing from Chinese history, but oh, it's yeah. not Chinese yeah. history. Please it's futuristic. Yeah, please study Chinese history if you want to understand yeah. Chinese history. Do not use this as a... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that disclaimer. We did back then. Yeah. yeah. What? Um, what? But still having that inspiration for the world building was so, so cool. You know, having, like, a great wall. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, even, even the, the name Hongdin instantly made me think Hun, the, the outsider, the, the nomad, the, um, I can't think of the word. Did you, okay, never what? mind. No. No, what no, were you going to say? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. What? No. Because now it's okay. Uh, no. Um, sorry, we had to pause to clarify something, and I'm going to clarify that I just saw the the otherness of how the Chinese view the Huns and the fight that they experienced, which obviously a lot of um, Western culture is influenced by the Mulan movie and other movies like that. Um, but also recognizing it was more native versus not native, you know, that just different powers. I'm not saying some weird thing about the Huns being aliens. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's um, not what I was implying. I was I just know, asking if that's what you were implying. Yes, yes, that's that's what I was looking at is a CM. The, that's the instant connection that it made in my brain. Although I will say that did then make me wonder if um, the Hongdin in the book were being misperceived, which kind of set me up to the, begin- the ending. While it still surprised me, I was 
anticipating that was probably happening, that there was something not being done to actually establish a connection between... (sighs) I can't find the word. I apologize. It's been a long three days. I don't know what I was trying to say. So, um... Anything else you guys can think of that you want to discuss? Not really. It was just, I mean, it's kind of when we all like the book, on some level, it's kind of hard to really discuss it. It, I thought it was, I thought it was really well written. Oh, I honestly expected us to have more to discuss, but I did not consider how absolutely exhausting the last three days were. (laughs) (laughs) So I found it very, I I would be, um, I, I think if someone goes into this and, and, you are going to maybe recommend this to somebody else. You need to really um, be aware of the fact that there are multiple strong, clear rape issues Im- that implied or just flat out. Well, no, because it, it actually says at the very beginning of the book, if you somehow have gotten to this point and haven't read it, where is it? I said, please be aware this book contains scenes of violence and abuse, suicide ideation discussions, and references to sexual assault, though no on-page depictions. Alcohol addiction and torture. So it does warn. Right. Okay. So in the same way that when you watch Maleficent, that Maleficent wasn't raped. However, that was a representation of what rape essentially is. Yes. When she is put into the female seat... Mm-hmm. The very first time that was a rape. Yeah. The loss of autonomy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so just being aware, this, this does, it's, there's nothing light about this read. It's, no. it's, there, there's no pulling punches on what's happening with, no. with the people in this. And the fact that political powers are in control, not individuals. Cause yeah. Yes, the men were making decisions and they were getting into the male seat and they were sucking the female of all of their chi. Um, they were all boys. They were, but they were yeah, when and they, they were, started doing this. And they were being forced into it. Yeah. And some of them... Conditioned into it. Yeah, some of them were enjoying it more than others. Yeah. Some absolutely hated it, but they were being forced into it. So yeah. it's... I'm going to say that premise... Um, that's one of the reasons why I didn't really think I would like this book is mm-hmm. because I assumed it was going to be her just like murdering a bunch of young boys who weren't yeah. actually like, obviously they're perpetuating the issue, but they're not the cause of it. Yeah. So I was like, if this is just like a murder fantasy where she's just murdering the shit out of people who are just like doing what they've been trained to do, who might not necessarily enjoy what they're doing, I was going to be pissed. But yeah. um I thought it was handled really well. Yeah. In the fact that... I was very relieved by it because then I was like, oh, okay, I understand what's going on. The female loses the ultimate autonomy mm-hmm. in most societies. Um, but there, this is addressing the fact that men also lose their autonomy. They well, also are forced into or manipulated into situations where they um, misbehave. And that's where Lee's character was so interesting because yeah. he recognized how his brothers were doing something awful horrific and couldn't stop it so he just killed them all yeah if you're gonna be this way then you don't deserve to be yeah yeah well and, and i liked the the fact that because it when you were talking sarah it made me think of it the idea that even now we struggle with this as a society that whole concept of boys will be boys mm-hmm. 
and that we condition them to have the permission to do these things. But then add into that the the Chinese concept of the male heir, mm-hmm. um, which is just um, it, it's almost to an extreme. But in their society, the male goes on to take care of the their his 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 parents, and so if you don't have a son, yeah, you don't have anybody to take care of you yeah. when you're in your old age, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought. That, that's the other thing. It's did a wonderful job of taking Eastern concepts and mixing in Western concepts so it was easy to understand where the Eastern influence was, but it still be applicable to a Western mind and set, uh, like way of life. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel, I hate using this word because I feel really like it's overused, but it didn't feel too exotic in terms of not being able to relate or comprehend. But I think that's because we always like to label things as exotic in order to not relate to them. Um, so we don't recognize that everyone has certain familiarities, certain struggles that are universal no matter what. Um, but it still, it did a good job of, of recognizing that. I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I no, it's good. People. No. Um, the, the other thing I would say is if you get the opportunity and if you're into, say, TikTok or Instagram or whatever, the writer is hilarious. She is. They. I was, I, in my brain, I'm like, say it correctly. Say it correctly. <laughs> they are phenomenal. They are oh, hilarious. Man. They, um, the way they talk mm-hmm. is exactly what you're getting. What's it's written write. in this, this book. It's, mm-hmm. it, it, it's. Yeah, Which I, that's, I, I follow I, them now. Yeah. They are hilarious. They, I, I, that's my fun fact that I have to share is for anyone who hasn't followed them on TikTok, uh, when their book was, book was first coming out last year in 2021, um, at one point they had so many copies of their books that they decided to make a throne for a TikTok and, you know, just like power and viewing power. And people went, oh my God, I want the book you sat on. And they're like, why do you want the book under my ass? And well, like, because I do. And they went, fine. But if you're going to do, if we're going to do this, then I'm going to auction it off. And the proceeds, I can't remember where they donated them, but they yeah. were like, the proceeds are going to be donated. Um, and it sold for a couple thousand, if I remember correctly, uh, because people are weird. Are weird, but like, <laughs> and they agreed with you completely. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there is something about this particular author that just, has the charisma that they were sitting on that throne. And it was just like, man, to have one of those books to, to know <laughs> that power or that connection would be kind of cool. Um, Reminded me of, of Margaret Atwood and the, the recent <laughs> book of, of they created the handmaid's tale in a non-burnable version and then oh. gave her a flamethrower so she could prove <laughs> that it was not burnable. And then they're going to auction it off. They're going to auction off that book for, for I'm sure, for libraries or for... Uh, for no, no, I think it's for um, uh, uh, Planned Parenthood or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's for women's yeah. health and rights. That, that, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's something empowering about authors who challenge yep. what we view authors to be. Because I think a lot of times people view authors to be spoken reserved you know yeah withdrawn and then every once in a while you get these authors who are like fuck it (laughs) (laughs) 
fuck it. <laughs> um, so yes, highly recommend following this author on uh, TikTok if you haven't had the chance just to enjoy and be up to date when they get their yeah as they do their next books. They are very excited about their their. What is it, middle aged? Mid- middle school, middle yeah. School book. It's a middle school book. Um, like I said, middle I middle aged. Middle aged. No, that's how it's it's phrased. It's, it's phrased yeah, kind of funny. It's, um, I mean, it's not middle school because middle I just school. thought you meant they they were excited about getting to middle age. I'm like they are 24. <laughs> they, they no. Wait. <laughs> well, the other thing I love is so this. This author is also a cosplayer, which just adds to their personality. They know how to. And what's funny is this author, she, they. <laughs> middle grade is what you're. Middle grade. Um, I had seen their, uh, what is this called? The the picture. Oh, the author profile picture. The author where profile picture. Cal. Oh, yeah. When, when they first started writing, one of their friends said, um, I, I dare you to wear a cow costume when you get your author profile done and they did it yeah and yeah. i had seen that several years ago yeah it, yeah it was a news item that yeah. that author's picture yeah so yeah no they but are anyway. great over the top and it is fantastic so did you guys have any quotes you wanted to share oh let me look i did i did highlight things nope. <laughs> it's okay sarah i've got plenty <laughs> I just can't see my colors very well at the moment because they're all blending in. I need a light. Okay, yeah, I have one. Okay, go ahead and start. Men want us so badly for our bodies yet hate us so much for our minds. Yes. That was one of mine. So I loved, um, when I was little, I used to buy into the fear of becoming those women. But the older I got, the more confused I became about what's so bad about them. Say that again. When I was little, I used to buy into the fear of becoming those women. But the older I got, the more confused I became about what's so bad about them. Yeah. And then another one, which is, this is the one that I read and I was like, we have to do this. We, mm. when, because Roe, the, the leaking about Roe versus Wade being um, potentially overturned happened when I was about a chapter ahead of this. And it goes, though maybe the army... Sorry, though maybe the children were the army's idea to begin with, and I shouldn't be so quick to judge. When when a woman gets pregnant, her body is suddenly everybody's business. Endless restrictions can be clamped onto her for the good of the baby. There's no better tool of control. Mm. And that that's when I messaged you guys and I said we need to fit this in. <laughs> because that I think that epitomizes the struggle through this entire thing is Zutian is dealing with the fact that everything she's done is against the attempts to control her body. Yeah. The feet, the position she's forced to in the chairs, the the women around her and how they're used against her, all of it. Yeah. All of it just goes to show that we as women constantly are forced to not ally together, not... And yet she fell into those tropes until the very end because the, 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 the two other... Iron princesses. princesses? Yeah. Or, yeah, princesses. They, she believed one and not the other based on their behaviors and then found out it, it was, was the actually... Other, the other. They, yeah, I love that the white tiger was like, 
that was the one that she had to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Totally was like trying to save them too against the Black Tours. Yeah. Yeah. No, I loved that switching of it, but also the recognizing that the woman for the Black Tortoise was trapped because she had children. Children. She had family. She she was tricked. Wiseman fixed that issue for herself. Yeah. Very (laughs) definitively. Yes. So that was probably my top quote of it. And I don't think any of us have a green book, so we're going to have to try to remember our ratings as best as possible. Emotional reaction, ease of reading, and... Um, What's the first one? I think emotional reaction is the third one. I know, that's the thing, and there's a first one, but... What is it? Here, let me pause real quick. Okay, so first was excitement. So, Sarah, how exciting did you find it to be? I think I would give it a five. Okay. Kim? I agree. I found it very exciting. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I found it to be utterly a vibe. I found it very exciting. I, I had a hard time putting it down when I was first reading it. And I think you mentioned that as you were actually trying to pace yourself so you did not slam through it. Well, I thought it would be hard to read. Oh, okay. Found out it was not actually hard to read at all. And then, yeah, that's where I just stopped reading because I wanted to be able to remember it <laughs> at the end of the week. To, to avoid, yeah, over-consuming. So then, ease of reading. I mean, like, a five, I guess, since I just said that it was so easy to read. read. Yeah, what about you? I would give it a four. I, I think, I don't think it's your average read. Yeah, I think, I think a 4.5. I'm sorry, I just, you needed to squeeze my drink. She wanted to know if it was empty or not, it's if not, it was just no, being cut. No, she just, I like to squeeze her coffee. Oh. I don't know why. It's not the first time. Anyways, what I was saying is 4.5 because the names do, and some of the ter- terms really do require you to. I think to the concepts think. aren't yeah. easy concepts. Either. No. Um, but I, at the same time, I didn't find it difficult to engage in reading. And so I think that's where my ease of reading is. That's why I didn't give it a 3 and I yeah. gave it a 4. So, yeah. yeah. So 4.5 for that. And then. Emotional reaction. Emotional reaction. Kim? Five. Five. Any explanation as to why or just, just straight up five? Everything we've talked about. <laughs> I, 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 I just, yeah, it's a, addressing issues that are very prominent. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say today have been prominent yeah. in our society, every society on this planet since time began <laughs> because men are terrified of women. Just facts. Sarah. Probably like a four and a half. That was a hiccup, sorry. <laughs> Not an exclamation. A four point five. Oh god. No, no, I I hiccuped. <laughs> they just sound painful and gaspy. Um one out of five. What was it lacking for you that couldn't take it to a five? Mm. No, I just, I enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. Did I, I don't know that I, I didn't dislike the main character, but it's not like I was in love with her. Um, She pleasantly surprised me, uh, but I wasn't like enthralled with her story. Like when um, Lee, Mm -hmm. Shinin or whatever, uh, when he got killed or supposedly killed 
which was when you started watching TV and I had to stop reading. I'm um, sorry, I didn't know that. <laughs> but even then, I, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, there wasn't really an emotional reaction to it because okay. you were devastated. For I her. wasn't devastated for her. I wasn't really devastated for him. There was also the third guy who was out there who was like, "Yeah, he's fine." But if any of them had died, I like that died. I would have been. I wouldn't have been broken up about it. So like, but you might have been disappointed because you expressed how earlier in the episode how you liked the polyamory, but the instant, almost instant death, almost felt negating. So I think yeah. for permanent death, that might have actually had a negative reaction from you. Yeah, potentially. Um, but I, I never got super attached to the characters. I just oh, okay. didn't get as invested in it as I would. So I don't really think I can give it a five for emotional reaction because at the end of the day, and even like with the final twist, it was like, oh, okay, that does make me want to read the second book because up until then, if they're, even if, I felt like it would be a good standalone if mm-hmm. that had been everything. But then the final reveal where it's like, you're actually killing off all the natives. Um, that is what kind of re-energized me to be interested in a sequel. So Okay. Yeah. So, it's not quite a five fair. I was going to try and push a petition for a five. Those are solid no, reasons just, not I'm, to be yeah, quite a five. Yeah, there's just some missing elements there that I'm not quite hitting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm curious if you would read it at a, reread it at a different time and a different mood if maybe that will change it for you because i know you were you were kind of tired from walking around you know we were sharing the hotel room so like trying to read trying not to read i was trying not to bother you i poured out of my mind at the same time (laughs) so you know um for me it was a five I mean, I hadn't even finished the book, and I instantly turned to these two and said, we have to read this. I also, like, read that in one day on Goodreads, I think. Yeah. I said, and Lee started reading The Iron Widow, and then, like, not even 24 hours later, you, like, stopped. (laughs) Yeah, I I think I had, I actually think I read it over two days, because I think I started at the library, but I didn't that night indicate it. And so I put it on, but I I did read it quickly. It's also possible that the alert was also not showing up right away, but yeah, I was like, wow, she went through that one pretty fast. Oh, I read it in my... Honestly, my first, I didn't even get it all the way through because I was tabbing like crazy and I went, we have to read this. And then I got to the very end and my next thought was, oh my God, I can't wait to read this again. I need to read this again. Um, I will probably finish listening to the audiobook, even though we have already done the discussion just for the sake of getting that fulfillment of finishing it again in less than a month. Um, so it was a five for me, which means, not that anyone's shocked, my total rating was... A three! Definitely <laughs> a three. It was a five. It was, I had an emotional connection to all the characters. I was devastated when... Is your flashlight on? Yes. When I was trying to see the color. Oh, I was like, your phone light is... <sighs> um, I was emotionally committed, and like, it just, yeah, no. It was a five all around for me. What about you, Sarah? I, I gave it a five. You gave it a five. Okay. I, yeah, I think it was a good book. Okay. Kim. Five. All right. So this was another all fives for us. Yeah. So it's a good read. Just like Dune. No. <laughs> not just like Dune. Dune should have been. <laughs> I rolled my eyes for those who cannot see me. I rolled We're them hard. Here, the slightly exasperated, like, exhalation. Exhale of these guys and their praise of Dune. Yeah. 
I'm never um, going to let you live down not loving Dune. I didn't love Dune. Mm. I'm not going to be ashamed of it. You should be. No. But yeah. I raised you better than that. Yeah. You raised me to, you know, not just see women as secondary characters and not accept okay. We're, We are not going to get into that because <laughs> there is no way on the planet Jessica was a secondary character, but whatever. Anyway, back to the <laughs> This this is the kind of person you raised as Iron Widow mm-hmm. in terms of what I would relate to and, and embrace and understand. So Yeah. Okay. We have got to put that boy out of his misery. Yep. Okay, so next time we are continuing with our Pride Month reads and we are reading If This Gets Out by Sophie Gonzalez. And Kale Dietrich. And Kale Dietrich. Okay. Um, so that's going to be our next read. And then after that, we are finishing up Pride Month with the Mercies. I was actually quite proud that this book managed to slide into the Pride theme without us having to break it. Um, and our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.